Greetings and salutations. This is Isha Montgomery, and you are listening to Hope Speaks, episode three. And I just want to thank you for tuning in. Um, so the name of this episode is brand new. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I already recorded 40 minutes of this episode, and all of it got erased. All of it. I'm starting all over. I'm so upset, y'all. I'm not even going to lie. I'm upset right now. You see my whole recording just got erased? I am like, I am bummed out. I am... But you know what? We're going to go forward. We're going to keep on moving. This is a brand new day because it is like past 12 and I'm not going to give up because I don't have the give up in me right now. Right. So just bear with me and we're going to do this thing. <laughs> OK, so. I just want to start off by telling you that you are loved that you are special and that God put you here for a reason to let anybody tell you any different. A lot of times when people feel like they want to control you, they'll try to belittle you. They'll try to remind you of who you were or the mistakes that you made or the things that you did that makes you unworthy of love, of respect, of kindness. And when you see people doing stuff like that, When you see people intentionally try to tear you down and hurt you, make you feel like you don't deserve love or kindness or anything because of the mistakes you made, you look them square in their eyes and you tell them there is no condemnation for those who believe in Jesus Christ, period. You don't have the right to make me feel like I'm not worth anything. You don't have the authority to tell me that I have no value, and you are not my creator. You couldn't even create yourself. Period. (laughs) You know, there's this part in the Bible, and I always read it. Let me find it right quick. I think it's in my phone somewhere. But um, there's this part in the Bible, and I always read it. And I always thought it was interesting how God said it. Like, God could have said this one verse anyway. So let me pull it up. But instead, he chose to say it this way. And and this and this is how I knew. And I was like, I was like, man, God, God be, God said, don't play with me. I am the creator. So, <laughs> so and, and let me read it to you. Because sometimes when when I when I read the Bible, I'm so animated in the way I think. Like, I'm one of those people, I'm so animated the way I think that when I read the Bible, I like, I, I really read it. Like, I read it as though I always ask the Holy Spirit first to help me with reading it. And then I read it as though, um, as though I have the ability to understand in a way where it's like animated. You know, I don't know. I just do, I don't know why. So Matthew 6, 23, I'm sorry, Matthew 6, 27 says, which of you by worrying can add one cubic to your stature? 
So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not as arrayed as one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you, O ye of little faith. Therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all of these things. But first seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And that was the King James Version of Matthew 6, 27 through 34. And I only read that because a lot of times people will try to treat you like you were who you were before. They'll try to act like you're not a brand new creation in Jesus Christ, as though um, as though you shouldn't follow Jesus, but as though they can take care of you better than God can. Like, literally. Like, as though by following him, like, you've, you've fallen off your rocker and hit your head or something. But I'm here to tell you that when God takes care of you, it's not the way that man takes care of you. It's really not. Because when God takes care of you, he addresses all your needs. Sorry, I just drank a little bit of juice. When God takes care of you, he covers you in a way where you don't have to worry because he will address all those things. So don't worry about what people think about you. That's none of your concern. They can't hold your past against you. And if God is taking care of you, then you're already good anyway. I wanna, I wanna tell you um, my testimony. Two great things happened to me this week. So the first thing, maybe like three. So let me be about three things, it was awesome. So first, God bless me with an older yet brand new tablet. Basically, it don't even look like it's been used. First off. And I and I just had a thought like God, I you know, or I just had a thought like it'd really be awesome if I had a tablet that would help me, you know, the last one broke mysteriously and there was no answer for how it was broken. And now all of a sudden I have a new tablet. God bless me with a new tablet. God bless me with a brand new office printer. You know, as a writer, there's nothing having a, a tablet and a printer is so critical to the writing process and being able to research stuff and study. So I'm thankful for both of these things. And I asked God for a new printer because I've been using a broken printer for like three years. And I just thought, you know, I got during Black Friday, I needed something just cheap that was usable. And it's been me. I said it's been me. It's it's been a problem ever since then. It's been a certifiable piece of junk. That printer does not work. I'm just going to be honest. The printer is is crud. It is is a poor quality printer. And I kept on at, acting like, it's okay. If I just push forward, it'll get better. No, it won't get better. The printer was horrible. I'm so thankful God gave me a new one. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then also God gave me a new shredder. So I, my week is looking looking better already. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. It seems like every time I ask God for something, he blesses me with the things that I need. And I believe that my father will not withhold one good thing from me, you know? Um, 
And I'm so thankful that he won't. So I wanted to read you this poem. It's called Time Together. It's a shorty, but it's a goodie. It's really short, though. And I posted on my 300tribebywater.com blog. One good day is more than enough to raise all the bad. Good tidings usher us to moments that last forever. Laughing and smiling while spending time together. Love always, Isha. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I just, you know, I just want to take time to just talk about Halloween a little bit because it just passed. I don't celebrate Halloween. And I have none against those who do. I just don't see it. And it's been turned into a commercial holiday. It's been a commercial holiday for a while now. I just don't see it as something positive. Period. Like, people, whenever people are dressed up and their costume pertains to, like, blood on them, either, you know, like, because they're dead or they're, like, a zombie bride or they're the corpse's bride or they're someone who was murdered, you know, if they're acting these things out, that's not healthy. Like, if your costume consists of you having a butcher... A butcher knife in your head, it, it it can't be good for your psyche, you know. If your costume consists of you consists of you being like Freddy, like some type of killer or some type of murderer, this I mean Chucky, I mean, you know, this it, it just it's not a Halloween. Halloween isn't isn't good. You know, it's really a time for the damned when it comes to the type of stuff people are dressing up as. You know, people up here dressing up as Lucifer, ghosts, and really ghosts are demons and familiar spirits. There's no such thing as a ghost. There's no such thing as Casper the Friendly Ghost. It doesn't exist. It's really nothing more but entertainment for the masses to lead them into believing that these are things that are positive for them to get into, like psychics and mediums. But at the end of the day, it's kind of trash. It's all trash. Um... I see why people do it, though. No, because they think it's fun. Listen, I was in college. I'm going to be honest with you. I participated in Halloween twice in my whole life. Um, I think I dressed up as a butterfly one year in college, and I dressed up as a hippie one year in college. And I think that was it in my whole lifetime because my parents didn't allow me to go trick-or-treating or dress up for Halloween, so I, I was actually raised not participating in it but then when I got in college I was doing my own thing and I was like I'm going to live my life and I went out there and I participated in it and I was like huh and every year I went out I was just like more disappointed and I was like okay I'm just I'm not gonna participate anymore I don't don't see the use in acting like I like Halloween because every time I saw costumes I was offended one time one time I got on the bus and um and keep in mind I went to a very uh I went to school that was, um, it was in the cornfields. Like it was, it wasn't the type of school where it was like in the city or anything. It was a rural area and someone got on a bus and this had nothing to do with anything, but I'm just giving you an idea of the type of area I was in. Someone got on a bus and they were dressed as what I can only assume is a black person. They covered their whole body in shoe polish, black shoe polish, their face, their hands, nails, and it was really, and they put on like this afro, and it was um, it was really insulting. Every time Halloween comes around, I'm just I'm not a big fan. It's not just because of that experience; it's because of what it symbolizes. You know, it's really just a celebration of wickedness. Period. 
Like whenever you can dress up and act like you're a different person and do messed up stuff, you know, it's just not cool. But then again, I don't celebrate a lot of commercial holidays. I, I just don't buy into it. pretty much any of it for the most part. Like, I don't really see the utility in it. But, you know, such is life. And I want to talk about another thing. On Netflix, there's this show called Jeffrey Dahmer. I didn't watch a single episode, and I'm tired of seeing the commercials. It makes me so uncomfortable because for them to make a TV series... About a a mass murderer and um was it what was he he was um, a cannibal. That stuff is disgusting, you know. Because it's one thing if it's a documentary for historical pro uh for a historical um perspective, but to sit up there and to make a TV show about it and put it on Netflix, it's like we're exposing a whole new general uh, generation to the concept of a cannibal who ate people. You know, like, we don't need to talk about that no more. Like, I just want society to get to a point where we're not celebrating and being entertained by murder. Ah, and I know there's a lot of people who like scary movies. I know there's a lot of people that's into, like, murder mysteries and stuff like that. I've just never been into that stuff. I don't think it's good for people's minds, for their spirits. I don't think they should be taking that stuff in. But, you know, people have the freedom of choice, and they had the right to watch whatever they want. It just makes me so uncomfortable to see that people are really, they're really invested in this, you know? There's so many better things people, you know, there's so many better things they could be making to entertain people than this type of stuff. It's like people are entertained by the most wicked things this society has to offer, and that's what's troubling that's what's troubling. It's like out of all the stuff, out of all the stuff people go watch, they're watching things that are just horrific. You know? That are just horrific. So I'm going to read another poem. It's called Possible Love, and it's from my blog. 300trybywater.com. It's a shorty, but it's a goodie. I can't love you because I don't love myself. My love is therefore partial. It's like a pond with ripples. It ain't that deep, but I'll bring my handful of water to your sea if you take me in. So maybe I could feel something more than the love I have yet to be. But one day I will have to face the inevitability of my own shortcomings. No more holding in my pain. Where my time comes, I will cry to make a river to love see. I will create a bridge between you and me. I will run with my toes through the sand, tussling free locks in the breeze, opening my heart to the possibilities, and finally we will go out for a swim. And again, the name of that poem is Possible Love. Thank you. Oh, and let me talk to you right quick. Let me talk to you on some real stuff. So recently, I called myself, called myself trying to go back to the past for a second, just to, you know, just to relive it, and it didn't go well. Actually, it went horrible. It was so bad that I realized I'm a totally different person. You know, that the concept of being a brand new person in Jesus Christ is legit. You know, it's not... It's not a game. 
when God makes you new, you know, you know you're different. You know you're changed. You know that one song um by uh by what's her name? By was it what by Patrice? What's her name, Patrice? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget. Um know that I know I've been changed. You say I'm sorry, LaShawn Pace. No, I've been changed. Oh, and um, I believe she she passed in the last uh, few months. So I, I I pray that the family is doing well. I I love her music. I know I've been changed. The angels in heaven done sign my name. Well, if you don't believe that I've been redeemed. You know the angels in heaven done sign my name. Oh, oh sorry, I had a moment right there. Um, but anyways, so I'm gonna read my poem something new for you. Create something better, build something new. There is more to life than the usual you're used to. Explore the routes that you feared to travel because you didn't want to walk alone. Find comfort in going outside of your comfort zone. You're worth the effort. Your future is worth the wait, no matter how long better takes. Love always, Isha. Again, the name of that poem is Something New. And that's on my 300trybywater.com blog. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I... Didn't really realize that when you're changing, you don't even know that you're different until you look up and you're changed. Because the way God moves, God will, I say God, I mean the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because when Jesus, when Jesus get done with you, look in the mirror, you don't even recognize who you are anymore. Jesus will make you feel like you, like you the same person, but you, your spirit has been changed. You know, you've been renewed. You've been We've been built up and, 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 and fixed and cleaned out, you know? Because there's some things about me that's nowhere near the I'm nowhere near the way I used to be. I don't talk the way I used to talk. I don't walk the way I used to walk. I don't act the way I used to act. I'm still the same Aisha, but I'm not the same Aisha. It's almost like, like I've gotten a new start. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for it because I needed it. I needed to be a better person than the person I was before. I really did. You know, I had got so used to being sad that I thought that sadness was my bread and my butter. And I was never full whenever I ate it. I just felt empty and and and, and um and depressed. But ever since I let Jesus in to to fill up them empty spaces with his holy ghost, I felt a lot better inside. Even with all the things I've been through, I never would have thought I could survive losing three people in nine and a half months. When I say losing, I mean, they're not lost. I mean, like, three people passed on. My father, my auntie, and my grandmother. And if you've been following following this podcast, you know it hasn't been an easy journey. There's been so many tears, so much, so much to deal with. There have been times where I thought family, friends... And even my former lover at the time, I thought they would really have my back. And I realized I said, a lot of people don't rock with me. 
lot of people want to see me in pain. They want to see me broken down. They want to see me in a point of, um, uh, of, of total wreckage and ruin. They don't want to see me rise up and proclaim the things that God have, have, have um, put in me. He, he, they don't want to see me rise up and, and, and still believe that Christ is king. They don't want to see me move past these, these moments of, of what appear to be defeat. They want to see me broken and torn apart. And because of who God is, I know I'm not broken. I know I'm not torn apart. I know I will not falter. I'll keep on going. I'll keep on moving. I'll keep on smiling. I'll keep on laughing. I'll keep on praying. And I won't break because God did not make me to break. So the name of this poem is Competition. I hope you like it. It's on my Pure Love Isha.com blog. Again, that's pureloveisha.com. Competition. Move past the competition with ease and grace. There are no competitors in a one-man race. There is no fear here. Your presence can't be replaced because you were put in place by God. Think it not strange that some may see it as odd. You were chosen for a reason, to walk a path that many cannot follow. Some follow ambitions that are vain and hollow, but your presence will preserve will persevere. Let Christ be the light to your footsteps. Hold your head high. You will dance on water. You will walk on baby blue sky. Love always. Again, the name of that poem is Competition. Thank you. And I said that to say a lot of times when God has you to step into your calling, to do things you've never done before, and he gives you the tools, the same way he gave me tools in the last seven days. He gave me tools to accomplish the things that he wants me to. He's given me a voice to speak the things he wants me to say. He's given me courage so that I understand I don't have to cower to what people say about me. For some people, that can be a scary thing. But I'm here to tell you that God is not giving you a spirit of fear. He has given you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Because he doesn't want you balled up in the corner somewhere when you should be out here as the warrior he called you to be. The leader he called you to be. And the follower of Christ that you are. You know, lately I've been feeling as though God has called me for a special purpose. But I can't find out what that purpose is until I walk in my calling without fear, pushing past what people say about me. A lot of times we give up before we've even allowed God to move in our lives, before we've allowed him to show us what he wants to show us, before we have allowed him to, to, to be the king and reign over our situations before we've allowed him to show us what's really good, <laughs> you know, and he's good. He's what's really good. So right now I'm, 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 I'm just watching God move as I walk in my calling. I'm watching God sweep away all the nonsense that I thought I needed in order to survive. I'm watching God change me from the inside out. And I'm also 
giving over my pain to God so that he can help me. So I'm going to read a poem for you right now. It's from my pureloveisha.com blog, and it's called Help. Eyes closed, head bowed, hands clasped, knees touching the ground, prayers raised high. That's why we are hopeful all the time, because we know where our help comes from. Love always, Isha. Thank you again. The name of that poem is Help. And lately, I've been needing Jesus to help me because sometimes I feel like I don't have the strength. But if God can give it to me, I know that is more than sufficient. That will suffice. I will make it through the day. I will sleep through the night and I will be okay. And that's what God does for me. He lets me know that I'll be okay. And that's why I want to read you another shorty. When I say I was a shorty, I mean, it's one sentence. This is just a short thought. So, <laughs> and it's from my pureloveisha.com blog, and it's called Short Thought Journey. I have to enjoy the journey because the destination makes it all worth it. Love, boys, Isha. A lot of times, you know, we get scared when we see the mountain that God's having us climb. We don't realize it's not about climbing that mountain. It's not. It's about understanding that we had to climb the mountain in order to hear the word of God. When I read, when I read about the time that Moses had taken the Israelites out of Egypt and they were in the um they were in the they were in the wilderness for a while like they were in the, they were in like the desert for like a while like a long while matter of fact usually I have stuff like this memorized but when it gets late at night sometimes my memory slips So Moses was in the desert for 40 years. That's a long time. That's that's a long time. But what I but that's not what I took from that. <laughs> what I took from that was when Moses would get his directions from God, when he would speak to him best sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes when he would hear him best when he was in that desert is when he was on top of that mountain. How many of us are willing to climb a mountain to speak to God? That's why I'm telling you that there's a blessing in your desert. In that desert, in that place where you don't believe, believe that life belongs, there are miracles there for you. Because it was in that same desert that God made manna come from the sky. 
It was in that same desert that God brought out water. It was in that same desert that God was able to uplift the Israelites so that they could build communities. But when they complained (laughs) and when they built foreign gods to worship, when, when they went over to idolatry, that's when the problems came. Because all God wanted was a people for himself that loved him wholeheartedly and worshiped him and then turned to idols. How often do we idolize the things we see and the experiences we have before God? For me, I, I've gotten to a point where I'm, every day, little by little, I realize that not only does God love me, he wants the best for me. And a lot of times the things I want for myself, they're not that good. I'm just going to be real about it. Not that good. I mean, they're, all right. they're, not, they're not great. I realize I can have higher standards. If I wanted what God wanted for me, <laughs> now I would be a far better person. But the truth is, I, I just, I don't have that, I don't have that level of, <laughs> of depth. You know, I, not, not, and I could never. Because I don't compare to Jesus. I don't compare to God. Listen, I, I am a hot mess undone without him. And all I want to do is become somebody who God can say, I'm proud of Aisha. She tried her best. I'm, 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 I'm in love with who Aisha is and who she's become since she started walking with me. She's a better person. If God tells me job well done, my child, I know, I know that's a miracle in itself because if y'all knew how I was cutting up before I came to Jesus, even since I've came, I've been falling. I done stumbled. I done burned some skin off my knee. God done picked me up, dust me off and put some ointment on it. That's how much he loved me. Closer than a father. Better than a brother. Kinder than a mother. God has been every bit of gracious and merciful, even when I was a fool, a plum fool. <laughs> okay. And and that's what makes God so wonderful. So I'm going to read a poem for you, and it's called Fine Wine. I hope you enjoy it. It's on my pureloveisha.com website. Yesterday has passed away and faded into the background. If memorable, it ages like fine wine. Today is the result of all the decisions made the day before. The present is the gift that keeps on giving. Tomorrow is the new day we prepare for. It is full of wonder, excitement, and opportunity. We run towards it with hope, joy, and laughter. Again, the name of this poem is Fine Wine. Thank you. I'm going to read you one more poem, and I'm going to say a little bit and wrap it up and move on. (laughs) 
from this podcast for tonight because I am tired. Okay, so the name of this poem, and it's on pureloveisha.com. Name of this poem is A Smile. It's important. Rarely is it unnecessary. You can put it in your back pocket and pull it out when you need it. It is equivalent to sunshine falling in the evening. A smile goes a long way. God bless you with the ability to press forward on a rainy day. Never let the cloud cover get in your way. Be hopeful that even in the midst of your storm, everything will be okay. Love always. And again, the name of that poem is A Smile. You know, recently I've been trying to learn how to let God deal with my pain. The pain that I don't talk to people about. The pain that I tuck down inside of me. The pain that I refuse to address. Because I noticed that whenever I have trouble praying, reading the Bible, spending time with God, it's usually because of the pain that, I, that I'm having trouble coming to terms with. Today I was singing a beautiful song by Queen Naja. It's called War Cry. And on that part where she was singing, um, Our souls are crying out to you, Jesus. Our souls are crying out to you, Jesus. Our souls are crying out. Our souls are crying out. Our souls are crying out to you, Jesus. Um, now, I do want to be clear. She is a circular uh, artist. But her that one song she sung, it's touched my soul in a way. I, 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 there's, there's probably on a total of 10 gospel songs that are reminiscent of how that song makes me feel in my spirit. When she, when she started singing that part and I started singing too, my voice started cracking from the tears I hadn't cried. That's how much pain I was in. Just, just singing out to God for my soul. I was in a lot of pain because I realized that Sometimes when I hurt, I have trouble going to God because I don't know how to say I'm broken inside. I want to encourage all of you. If any of you are feeling broken inside, I want to let you know that your heavenly father cares. He loves you. He's there and he's listening. So don't be like me. Don't run from his face when you're in pain. You don't bottle it up. Just cry out to him. Let him know. Yes, you need his help. And he is a type of God that cares and listens. You know, I can't, I can't thank my mother and father enough for encouraging me to believe in Jesus Christ. Everybody doesn't have that, but I do. At least I did. Um, my father, you know, my father passed, and um, but God is a father. Because he created us and he loves us. And he sent his son because of that love. And I believe that oftentimes we don't realize Jesus is God, but he's man too. And when he was sent to earth to die for our sins, when he saw Mary and Martha cry, 
because Lazarus was dead. It wasn't because he thought that Lazarus couldn't, that he wouldn't revive him, that he wouldn't raise him back up from the dead. It's because that it hurt him to see their pain. For so long, before we ate every meal, and it got to a point where my dad had to stop us, who was going on so long. But I'd be like, okay, before every meal we eat, we had to say a verse from the Bible. And every time we, before we ate, we would say, Jesus what? And we started eating, Jesus what? Jesus what? And it got to the point where my dad said, y'all need to find a new verse. I can't just keep on saying Jesus what every time. <laughs> you know, we got to get more. There's so many verses in the Bible. You can't just... So then we went from Jesus what to I can do anything that got through God who changes me. <laughs> I can do anything through God who changes me, <laughs> you know. And we shouldn't have been saying it that quick, but <laughs> you know we probably said it a little slower. But it was, you know we still. <laughs> but w- when I say Jesus wept, actually when the Bible said Jesus wept, he wept because he saw the pain that they were going through. So I'm here to say that God cares, that He loves you, He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't left you. Maybe I'm speaking to myself tonight, too, because when I say he has not left, he is still on the throne. He's He loves you and he cares. And he won't leave you in the midst of your trouble and your sorrow to be broken and alone. And that's that's the type of friend that never gives up. So I want to encourage you tonight. If you feel like you're at the end of your rope, you're tired and you feel like you have nowhere to go, you can still go to Jesus. Okay. Please ignore the tears. I promise you I am crying a little bit and I, oof. I feel a little bit better now that I got it out. I just, I had to get it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just, man, it was so much going on. And when I cry, I do it from a place of like, complete sometimes submission to God. Well, not even sometimes submission to God, because when I cry, it's, it's something so painful to me when it's a, when I know the reasons why I'm crying. It's because I, I don't understand what happened. I don't understand how things went the way they did, but I'm thankful I'm thankful that I haven't broken down or given up. And sometimes that's all I can be is thankful. So I'm going to read a poem for you. I don't know if I've read it before, but it's a goodie. And it's from my book, Bright Side of the Pale Moon. It's called Not Giving Up. I don't got much to give in this late night session, but I'm going to turn a little into a lot Add some water to the juice I bought. Shake it up and keep it moving. One foot in front of the other. The right never questioning what the left is doing. Keeping to the pace of the horizon's music. Casting off doubters. Their hate is foolish. We live among zombies. The walking roofless. When your stomach is knocking on rock bottom, it's hard to make legit excuses. It's downright useless. Get it legally or parlay with the streets that have dragons toothless. 
but we press on. Knowing that the struggle won't last forever and a brighter day is coming along. As long as you give your goals fuel and stay strong, look out into the ominous crowd. I bet you a detractor, someone who compared your genius to the Mad Hatter, talk about a social disaster. What people called you in the past, present, and future doesn't matter. They knew you had dreams, so they set fire to your ladder. Figure you wouldn't be able to get to the top with no Stairmaster, but not giving up means you look for new answers. And again, the name of that poem is Not Giving Up. And I'm going to read one more poem to you because I love reading to you. <laughs> so the name of this is A Prayer. You can do it. You always do it. I act like I'm fine, but you see through it. Lose a job, lose a man. Got no plan, but I'm not foolish. Because you give clues to the clueless. You are the guide for the lost, a healer to the ailing, a tutor to the failing, a coach for those who lack ambition, a roadmap for the clergy on a mission. You pay my rent when my account was below. Spare me from eviction when my former colleague said, a single woman with no man and no revenue can't keep a home. You held my mother down and lifted her up when the doctors told us it was time to give up. You made it impossible feasible when hope was in short supply. Now in my hour of need, I look toward the rainbow in the sky. Lord afford me the grace to overcome the tangled webs of contoured intervention that haunts the solace in me. Cause you're the one that gives clues to the clueless. You're the God for the lost, the healer for the ailing. I am a cage bird in the midst of breaking free. Please nurture my soul and give me release. Again, the name of this poem is A Prayer. All right, so I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for staying to the end of this podcast. You're awesome. You're loved. You're blessed. And most importantly, you're still alive. So that means God ain't done with you yet. Thank you so much. Again, this is Hope Speaks. I used to signing off. <laughs> good night or good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>